So your doctor's just told you that you need to go to the gym so that you can lose 20 pounds or else you're going to go on medication. Well, with the age-old advice of going to the gym, eat less and exercise more, you're only going to have to run 700 miles and take 117 hours of your life to lose those 20 pounds. There's got to be a better way. Hey everybody, Aaron Wenzel here, host of the Concierge Medicine Show. Welcome to episode two. This is a show where it's all about conversations you need to be having with your physician. In today's episode, we're talking about weight loss. You know, 70% of all American adults are overweight or obese. 70%. That means it doesn't matter if you're a truck driver or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You're either one of these statistics or you're at risk at becoming one. To say unhealthy weight is a big deal is an understatement. Here's why it's so important to have this conversation. You know, this age-old advice that I've mentioned is eat less, exercise more. I mean, this has literally been the dogma we have been taught for at least the last 35 years. You know, just push away the plate, go work out a little more. That's how you'll lose weight. Meanwhile, this dogma, although really good for selling gym memberships, is not doing a very good job of, losing, of helping us lose weight as the statistics tell us that we've never been fatter as a nation. You know, I have been in the weight loss space for a long time. And back when I would see private clients uh, for their weight loss, I, one of the fundamental teachings that I would give them is this concept that weight is a theory. You know, we are all obsessed with the number on the scale and somehow we extrapolate that number to mean uh, our health is up or our health is down based on our weight being up or our weight being down. But if I told you I have somebody in my mind that is 278 pounds, is he healthy or not? You probably are now thinking, wow, that's probably somebody not so healthy. But then I told you he was uh, six foot seven uh, and his name was LeBron James. You probably would have a different picture of what 278 pounds looks like. The truth is weight is nothing more than a measurement of Earth's gravitational pull on your body. It has absolutely nothing to do with how healthy you are. Now, sure, there might be a correlation, but correlation, as we know, is not causation. What I'm most concerned about is not your weight. What I'm concerned about is how much of that weight is fat. That's the question. How much of your body weight is fat? Now, there is a specific correlation between body fat and overall health. And unless our goal is to lose fat, I'm afraid that losing weight just isn't enough. It's not a strong enough, um, you don't have enough clarity, there isn't enough, uh, there isn't enough meaning behind that number on the scale to ever give you any meaningful results. Let me ask you another question. In the past, or maybe even currently, when you try to lose weight, and your first effort is to go to the gym, have you noticed what happens the very first week you're at the gym? Have you noticed that 
you get kind of hungry. Well, of course you do. That's by design. When you work out, you break down muscle. Broken down muscle needs to rebuild. In order to rebuild, we only rebuild through the basic building blocks. And as a human, our basic building blocks are nutrition. And so when you work out, the harder you work out, the greater your appetite is. The other thing that happens universally is that when you go to the gym and you can't wait after that first week of being at the gym to jump on the scale, what happens to your scale? It goes up. Of course it does. When you break down small muscles and they grow back bigger, you have bigger muscles. Bigger muscles weigh more than smaller muscles. So you have this double effect of an increased appetite and the psychological burden of you actually gaining weight while you're working out. This is an awful recipe for somebody who's really trying to lose weight. And you know, when I had my private clients, you know, this isn't for everybody, but if you're at a state where your weight is a real struggle, I would actually argue that it's probably not in your best interest to work out right away. Your best interest is probably uh, to lose weight through changing of your diet and then add weight, uh, you know, exercise a little bit later. Typically 10, 20% of your initial body weight. You feel a little better, you got a little momentum, you've fixed your diet first. But this whole, this whole notion of going to the gym to, to lose weight is really counterproductive. Um, you just can't outrun your mouth. No amount of exercise can undo a bad diet. We have got to fix your diet first. So in line with this show, I'm trying to give you things and topics and conversations that you can go back to your doctor and have to bring back immediate uh, positive impact in your life and in your health. And in today's show, what I want to give you are three conversation points that I think are really, really valuable. Number one, I really want you to have a conversation with your physician about diet. The thing is, whatever goal you have for your weight, 80% of that achievement will be done through what you put in your mouth. 80%. And I'm being generous, actually. The gym, giving the gym and exercise 20% of the success is really being, um, you know, pretty generous. But you might have particular disease processes that would necessitate um, a little more investigation on the right diet for you. What's more is that if you're a diabetic, a lot of these dietary changes are going to be radically different than what you're used to eating and you won't need quite the medication that you are taking in order to control your blood sugars. And the last thing that you want is to have a low blood sugar episode. And if you're a diabetic and you know what that feels like, they're terrible. So the first conversation that I really want you to be able to have with your physician is around this concept of fixing my diet. Great doc, I need to lose weight. That's awesome. What kind of conversation can we have about diet? As a general rule for me, I really point people into the low carbohydrate world, mostly because low carbohydrate leads to a more stabilized blood sugar and stabilized blood sugar prevents you from making fat. And so that's a whole nother conversation, which I'll make a, a show completely about that in a future episode. But for now, I really want you to have conversations around diets and how that affects your weight and 
you know, there are lots of options. There are tons of ways to lose weight through diet. They all have similar mechanisms in the science behind the scenes, but maybe you don't like fish. Maybe you don't like meat. Maybe you don't like dairy. There are tweaks and modifications that you can make to your diet that definitely um, can fit your palate and help you still achieve your goals. Um, the second conversation that probably most every person needs to be having around weight loss is around medication. Specifically, are there medications that I am currently taking that are weight positive? And the answer is, if you're taking medications for blood pressure, there are medications like beta blockers that are weight positive. Not profoundly, I'm not blaming your weight struggle on your beta blocker, but it's going to make it challenging because they do have a known weight positive effect. If you're taking an antidepressant, a type of antidepressant called an SSRI, like Prozac uh, or the like, those are weight positive. It's awful hard. It's hard enough to lose weight without the effect of medication, but there are certainly medications that you need to be looking at. Are there other alternatives that could treat my depression or treat my hypertension that don't have that weight positive effect? And the answer is yes, there are options for you. And these are conversations that you need to have with your physician and it will help you. You'll feel better, you'll achieve your goals. The other side of medication is, and this is really in my wheelhouse where I spent years uh, taking people was, are there medications that I could and or should be taking that will help me achieve my weight goals? Are we really doing a deep dive on thyroid? Can we be supporting a thyroid? Is it normal or is it optimal? Thyroid is another conversation that we're gonna have a show completely dedicated to thyroid. We'll do a deeper dive. But you know, if you've often thought your thyroid was you know, suboptimal or something wrong, uh, or if you're on thyroid and you just don't still feel quite tuned up enough, you probably aren't optimized. You might be normal, but you're not optimal. Kind of like running down the highway at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, it's normal, but it's not optimal. You'd like to be going 75. So thyroid is one. Do you have underlying prediabetes or something we call insulin resistance? There are medications like metformin that you absolutely should be considering at least having conversation about being on a medicine that can help treat the fundamental underlying cause of diabetes, which is insulin resistance. Your body is ignoring the very hormone that you were given to lower and normalize blood sugar. If you're ignoring that, you're gonna have high blood sugars. That's what diabetes is. There are medicines like metformin, it's fantastic. I would say two thirds to three quarters of my weight loss patients in my previous private client world were on metformin and needed to be. And as soon as we put them on that, we saw an incredible reduction. We weren't treating diabetes necessarily, we were treating the insulin resistance, that underlying sabotaging, biochemical phenomena that was taking place. If you're overweight or obese and you're struggling and you have other things like hypertension or cholesterol is a little off, chances are good that you are at minimum insulin resistant and prediabetes, if not diabetic and just not diagnosed. Big fan of metformin. You absolutely need to have a conversation with your doctor about being on metformin if you're struggling with weight and you're not on it. Big fan. Uh, what's some others? Um, there are 
There's a lot of emerging data around probiotics, gut health with metabolism. I would encourage conversation around probiotics, uh, daily vitamin, um, and some other micronutrients like vitamin D. Um, I almost forgot vitamin D. There's actually a lot of really great data put, being put out right now that if you struggle with weight, you're vitamin D deficient. And uh, if you have never gotten your vitamin D level checked, please have your doctor check vitamin D. This is a very treatable and very effective way to tie up a loose end that most people overlook, vitamin D deficiency. Most, most of my clients are on three, two, two to 5,000 units a day of vitamin D. We get that vitamin D where it needs to be. Not only does it support good bone health and all of the other benefits of vitamin D, but Vitamin D's link to fat metabolism is really interesting and a lot of great data. So please talk to your doc about um, what's my vitamin D level. The third conversation that I think uh, we need to have is what are the things that you can do today to get the fastest fat loss possible? Because at the end of the day, your time is everything. Your health is the most important thing. How can I get healthy fast? And listen, each one of these bullets I'm gonna give you is, is a topic and a subject that most of which will do separate shows about each one of them. These are very, very um, important topics. We're gonna to touch on them briefly here just in the nature of this very short show um, and look for future episodes where we go deeper. But for starters, we are 80% as humans water. Most of us walk around mild to moderate with mild to moderate amounts of dehydration daily, especially if you live in the southern states, especially during the summertime. We just can't drink enough water. For most people, I recommend about 100 ounces of water a day. And here's a little tip. If you're not measuring it, you're not getting 100 ounces. It's more than you think. I'd get yourself a 20 or 30 ounce bottle and measure that out. And it's a challenge, but you feel so much better. And even trivial amounts of dehydration can facilitate um, uh, an interruption in fat metabolism. The second thing that, and I know a lot of you are company CEOs, business owners, very successful individuals. And what I'm about to say might, might be surprising to you, but sleep. I know, I know we live in a world where we brag about how much sleep we don't get, but here's the deal. Most human beings need about seven hours of sleep a night. That doesn't mean you can't function without it. It just means that if you're, consistent, if you're consistently not getting seven hours of sleep at night, it's coming at a cost. And that cost is it's interrupting your fat burning processes. It's holding on to that fat. Those stress hormones, the best antidote we have for stress is sleep. And so sleep, again, is another deep topic I'm going to dedicate some time in the future to. But for now, seven hours of sleep most people uh, need um, to get every night. The next is the macronutrient discussion about protein, fats, and carbs. I'm not going to discuss fat, although fat is a fascinating world. Uh, and the current uh, media, the ketogenic diet is becoming all the rage uh, I am a big fan of a ketogenic-based diet, which is essentially a high-fat diet. But as it pertains to you today, what I really want you to focus on is protein intake. 
Protein does a number of things. Number one, it hits an off switch in your brain. You can only eat so much protein. You, you really aren't going to out-eat yourself with protein. Number two, protein is the basic building block of all of your musculoskeletal system. So repairing, building lean, strong muscles, you've got to have adequate protein uh, to build that infrastructure. Uh, and uh, of the three macronutrients, uh, protein really doesn't raise your blood sugar hardly at all, which as we will learn as we spend more time together, elevation of blood sugar is the holy grail of fat making and normalizing it is the holy grail of weight loss. So protein is very good for that. Um, as I just mentioned, the holy grail of weight loss is normalizing your blood sugar. So you can't eat things that raise your blood sugar. And of all of the macronutrients that you could eat, protein, fats, or carbs, carbs are the number one culprit for raising blood sugar, which means that we really have to control how many carbohydrates we eat in a day so that we have a normal blood sugar most of the day so that we're not making fat because fat is just extra sugar. So as a general rule, I coach people to be in that net 50 carb range. If you don't know how to calculate net carbs, it's super easy. Total carbohydrates minus fiber equals a net carb. 50 net carbs a day or less will really put you in a good position to burn excess fat throughout the day. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, so the last thing is, and it's funny, right? Not funny, haha, but kind of funny, ironic. 99 out of 100 people who are pursuing weight loss start with what? exercise. It's what their doctors tell them to do. It's what all the celebrities on TV tell them to do. It's what they've done in the past. You start your journey for weight loss in the gym. And then you quickly get discouraged because your weight goes up, your appetite goes up, and you don't get the results. And, you know, we know how that story goes. The irony is, rather than starting with the gym, I actually end with the gym. Once we fix the diet, once we've got the water, the sleep, the macronutrients down, we will begin, and the medication, cannot forget about the medication, once we get the medications either off our medication list or medications on our medication list that will help us, once we have all that in place, we get our sleep in line, we get the water in line, then we add fitness. Typically, I ask people to wait till they lose about 10% of their body weight before they add fitness, and once you do, I'd also ask you to add a level of fitness that is interesting to you, right? If you don't like physical contact, don't sign up for a Taibo class, <laughs> you know? If you love tennis, go play tennis. If you love weights, do weights. If you love riding a bike, ride bikes. If you live in Minneapolis and it's November and you like bikes, sign up for a spin class. There's a way to get you active. Be active. Exert yourself. Get your heart rate up. Give yourself a little resistance. Push against something. And find an environment that fits what you like to do. If you do those things, you'll be in a real good... Uh, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be really set up for success. Right? And that's what this is all about. So... Listen, I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, as always, leave your comments and your questions uh, below the video. Uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, uh, on our podcast, please email us or let us know how we can better serve you. Um, 
It would mean the world to me if you left a review. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And until our paths cross again, take care. Hey everybody, thanks again for watching the show. I'm sure it goes without saying, but I feel compelled to share with you. Obviously I wanna help uh, as many people as possible. Um, but before you make any medical changes, please, please consult with your physician. Don't do any of this on your own. Um, you don't wanna put yourself in any harm's way. And um, again, thanks a bunch for watching the show. If you have any questions or comments, again, please leave them and we'll get back to you. Take care.